Yes! Over the line! What we've got here is failure to communicate. I want winners. I call that bold talk for a one-eyed fat man. And here are your hosts, R.J. Young and Brandon Drum. I'm R.J. Young. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Brandon Drum. How you doing, brother? I appreciate it, man. Uh, And I really was excited about this space being able to have both of us in here. Uh, People, they they know what my ugly mug looks like. Some folks still don't know what you do and what you, so what you do, oh my God, you had to go there. So one of the reason you're even out here, right, is you're on your OK Preps tour. You hit up various high schools throughout the region today. And you got up bright and early and you got to it. Where'd you go? Uh, this morning went to Broken Arrow where okay. we watched where I watched them scrimmage each other. They're really really talented. They've reloaded and they're restocked to defend their six A one state championship. I mean, it look they are they their offensive line probably averages a good two eighty two ninety and a good six foot. Two six three across the board, and it's topped off with 280 pounds in high school. Yeah, and it's topped off with one of the best, if not the best, offensive lineman in this region, uh, a potential five star if he has a really good senior year, which we all think he will. In Andrew Rame, he's a guy that's going to play offensive guard, center in college. I don't know that he has the the length or the range to be an offensive tackle. But I've seen other people in Beaton Bow's offense that I didn't think had that range turn out to be all-conference guys at offensive tackle. And if anybody can do it, it's Andrew Rame. You're talking about a guy that didn't play baseball for three years, walked out very first at bat, very first first pitch of the season, and hit a 400-foot dinger. So and he had, I think he told me, six or seven this year. Uh, so now he's, my, he's a good player. My favorite Andrew Rame story so far on the baseball diamond is the legged out triple. Because there's video yes, of this. Because yes, yes. my homeboy, Caden McFarland, he got the video. It's out there. I need to post it to the channel because watching that big man get up, put him, pick him up, put him down in yes. such a great way, you're going, okay, I can see the athleticism. And this, like you said, he's a guy that projects his guard, center, not necessarily because he does not have the talent to play offensive tackle, right. but because his length, his reach is just it's it's just not there. Whereas you look at other guys like Noah Nelson, yeah. who has already committed to the 2020 class, and you kind of see the difference. Yeah, but Anderson, yeah. these guys that come to Oklahoma for the most part, they don't usually always play guard. Nope. Most of them play tackle and are asked, are you willing to be a guard? E.G. and Domo guard would be an yeah. example of this. Yeah, well, Beatonbow wants guys that can play right. multiple positions. That's where he is best at in his coaching. He can get a guy that is a center and turn him into a guard or tackle when he gets to – I mean, look, Creed Humphreys wasn't a center, but he's one of the best, if not the best, in all of college football now, and that's thanks to Coach Beatonbow. I mean, he sees what a guy potentially is – and can be, and makes that happen when they get to Norman. And Raym is a guy that grew up in an OU family. I mean, he told me, like, literally told me his sister was almost in tears meeting Coach Riley a couple weeks ago. So he kind of got down there. It's on our board on OU Insider. Kind of stealthy got down there because his sister was having a cheer competition a couple weeks ago. 
and they kind of called Coach Beanbo, Coach Riley said, yeah, man, come on, we'll host you, let's come hang out, meet the family. So we took an unofficial visit and hung out for a couple hours at OU and just sat in the office and talked and chilled and had fun uh, and some of his friends that are players down there. So OU is probably the leader, I would say, and I don't think he would deny that, actually. Uh, it's just not something that I've actually asked him because it's not really my place to – I mean, it's – He's the one that needs to put that out there. Right. So, um, but, look, you can't get any better than landing an Andrew Rame if you're going to land anybody. There's a reason why Michigan, Notre Dame, Alabama, Florida State, Georgia, all those schools are after him, and it's because he's a potential five-star. He's going to be – I think he's close to being one of the top 50 players in the country, and he likely will be when this is all said and done. So – Shout out to my homeboy, Steve Bullard, who actually put this one to me after seeing the triple play. Yeah. It's like, who needs Andrew Rain more, Skip Johnson or Bill Beanbow? <laughs> uh, and I, I, I did not miss an opportunity to throw some shade. And I said, well, Beanbow's going to develop him. Ooh. Yeah, it's a little zinger. It's a little zinger. It's a little yeah. zinger. But it is to say, uh, I, I hesitate to say that dude is – coming to Oklahoma, just because I hesitate to say that any OK yeah, Preps is coming exactly to Oklahoma. Right. Yeah, yeah. But but that said, let's let's speak on this as we've spoken on it a lot. We're making the rounds, right? We're going to different areas of Oklahoma, and you're talking about what is this dude thinking about? What is this dude thinking about? How do they – doing your own evals, yeah. right? You're, you're getting lots of data. But the one piece of data that we both know about and we get all the time is, is Oklahoma really serious about OK Preps? Yes and no. That is the it's a it's a fifty fifty deal with Oklahoma. I mean, and it really does depend on who you're talking yeah, exactly, to at that moment. Look, they just offered Gentry Williams, who is a freshman. Yeah, but but I saw Gentry run that forty seven. Yeah, but uh, I mean, that, that I, Gentry's I gonna be that dude. He's yeah. he can fly. And I think they're gonna offer. I think um, Marion. Uh, uh, crap! I just went blank. Uh, running back out of. Uh, uh, Marion Horn out of Broken Arrow. Gotcha. And then, yeah. then there is uh, the transfer that just came in. Uh, got to look at. No, pull it up. Pull it up. Yeah, pull, it up. pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. No. So to to speak into your point, there are lots of players coming out of Oklahoma right now who can absolutely play Division One football. But the argument that we always have to have, and the one that everybody's tired of having, is. It's not good enough anymore to be a high major caliber player. Yeah. Eli Williams at Sepulpa, high major player committed to TCU, right? Who was scooped up so quickly, didn't even have time to get the offer before he committed to TCU. Richardson. Right. He's probably going to flip to Texas. Would be my guess. I don't, I'm not right. calling right. call it, but I'm not calling it. But th- that said, we're having a discussion about, okay, Oklahoma is being extra choosy. And then you say, yeah, Oklahoma's been playing the last two college football playoffs in three of the last, of oh, the first yeah. five. So right. they can. Right, so they can. If you're, not, if, you're, if you're Oklahoma State, it's a bad look. The optics are more. So Oklahoma can go in and kind of throw their weight around. Oklahoma State, unfortunately, and this isn't us bagging. Look, if you're an OSU fan and you're, you're listening to this, it, we're not bagging on Oklahoma State. The facts of the matter are OU has won four straight Big 12 titles. They've won 13 of the last 19 Big 12, Big 12 titles. They've been in four – BCS title games and won one. They have been in three of the last four playoff games, and they've been in, what, 12 
or something BCS games prior to all this. So they have the weight to throw around and kind of be selective in the state, whereas Oklahoma State, them being selective is way worse of a look than OU being selective because of the optics of it all. And, I mean, that's just how it is. And that's how it's going to be for the foreseeable future. Um, One of the guys that we want to talk about in particular were a couple dudes that you brought up. Uh, Not necessarily – one is an okay prep. One is coming out of Arkansas. Uh, Let's talk about Brendan Walker for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And what do you see from the eval side of him? Uh, He was actually not participating because he had a hamstring injury. But I've seen him before live a couple times. Um, Long, rangy guy. Will be able to hold. He weighs about 225, 230 right now. Okay. He'll be able to hold, I say, 250, 260 in college. Uh, obviously, he comes from good stock, being that his dad is a former uh, star Denver, Denver Bronco, Denard Walker. That'll help. And Tennessee Titan. Uh, so he's got good genes. Um, he is very, very smart, very savvy about how he does things. He is also a guy that. I mean, he feels a little pressure right now, a lot of pressure. Um, Oklahoma came in and offered late, but Oklahoma had an excuse why they offered late because they are just been on staff for two months. And they offered him when they started offering all the other 2020 kids that they're still offering at that same position. So, And they offered him first so that they knew and he knew that, hey, look, you're our number one person we want at this spot. Now we're going to go offer some other guys because we don't want to throw all of our eggs in one basket. Right. He's likely going to flip. I mean, it's no secret to everybody, uh, but that's up to him. Uh, I, in talking to him, he wants to have a decision out in the next couple of weeks. I wouldn't be shocked if it was next week or the week after. So everybody needs to kind of be on standby. And that doesn't mean he's going to flip to Oklahoma. That means he wants to decide whether he's going to stick with Oklahoma State or he's going to flip to OU. That's 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 the gist of his recruitment right now. He has really good offers, but that's where he wants to be. He wants to stay close to his mom. Another guy's got really good offers, Blaine Toll. Yep. Right? But also seems to do that seems like a, a heavy OU lean. Just yeah. Arkansas is trying to push and come in. Um, from talking to a couple of people, sources that are really close to Blaine and – understand the whole dynamic of the Arkansas recruitment uh, just because they're around a whole bunch of other guys. They kind of see this as Arkansas wanting him to come up here in the next week or so, and they want to sit down, they want to talk about why in the situation and why they feel like, why Blaine feels like he's being jilted a little bit by Arkansas. Or felt jilted. Arkansas offered a little late. Oklahoma offered, I think, was maybe a little after or maybe a little before they were right around each other, I believe. Don't quote me on that, though. But Too late. Yeah. It's a live stream. Quote. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, but <laughs> in fact, it's just that he likes Oklahoma. He came to OU's uh, summer camp last year, wanted to get the offer, really showed out, but obviously that staff's gone. Well, the, the people that stuck around, meaning Coach Riley, you got your Drew Hills, people like that, even Coach Thibodeau, really pushed this to get approved with Coach Grinch. Grinch went and watched him, saw his film, sees he's really athletic and do a lot of things. Uh, Raw knows no technique. I mean, I watched him at the opening, zero technique from this kid. 
But he's going to be Just so a wild good. spider monkey out he there. He is. He is going to be so good, though, because he he's a kid that is good. Right. And knows nothing. Like, right. Goes you know, so he, raw. Just you know, just know, red meat raw. You know nothing, Blaine Toll. Right, with John Snow. Um, but we'll get into that later, people. Just wait. Um, <laughs> so, uh, seriously, he is a really, really good player. Uh, if Oklahoma can get him down, and they're trying to get him back down, not just for the champion barbecue on July 27th, but for another unofficial before all this done. And so I would expect that camps, they're trying to get him to come up with Jashad Stewart and um, Kondarius – uh, man, I just went, not can, Taylor. Can, not Kendrick Taylor. <laughs> uh, I went blank on the kid's last name from West Memphis, Arkansas. Linebacker has an Oklahoma State offer, has a Vandy offer, has a other couple of P five offers, and Oklahoma really likes him. And they want to see those two, from what I'm being told, being Jashad Stewart and uh, Kendarius in camp, and their potential offer guys. So at the linebacker okay. spot, now Jashad Stewart. Hand in the ground, small school Arkansas guy, but he goes off and is unbelievable at the Dallas regional opening and runs a four six five at two hundred and thirty pounds. So he's a guy that when you watch, look, you gotta give him a shot and see what he can do standing up. A lot of guys use that Dallas regional opening to put some real live numbers on tape. It's yep. one of on tape, on the record. I really enjoy it for that reason because you get laser time 40s. You get laser time shuttles. You get these numbers that yep. coaches can see that are raw that you might have been missed, right? And now we're taking into account other things, which I love. Like, what did you run in the 100 and the right. 400 in the open? Because those are laser times. But a guy who decided not to compete in the measurables because he didn't have to. He's got like 30 Power 5 offers. guy that most folks who follow <laughs> recruiting in Oklahoma know, Seth McGowan. Right, You wrote a post about this on OUinsider.com. For our VIP subscribers, you probably already read it. You already know what's in there. But of what we know, right? Yeah. Seth McGowan and Oklahoma have been talking for quite some time, and yeah. it's been going well. Dream school for that kid. He grew up a huge OU fan. His exact quote to me twice uh, at the Houston opening and at the, uh, uh, over the phone last night was, look, and, and previous other times as well, was – my family is crazy OU fans. So uh, he grew up in a house that was Boomer Sooner all the way. and But he had all these offers. He was doing himself an injustice if he didn't go look around and right. at least take visits. Right. And that's what he's done. Uh, he was at Georgia last weekend. And it, it, it's down to OU and Georgia. And uh, we should know the answer to all of that. In the next, I would say, five to seven days, maybe even sooner. But it's whenever he has a certain way he wants to announce, whenever all that gets ironed out, that's when it'll, you know, he'll announce it and we'll know where he's going to go. So thinking about that. And he's a five-star guy. If it, yeah, that's where he, he could end up there. Yep, he he could, could end up there. Kid out of mo- uh, Mesquite, Poteet. Absolutely the kind of dude that was going to put his foot in the ground and get north and south mm-hmm. in a hurry does not have the long speed that, say, a guy like Chris Tyree might have or even a guy like Joe Mixon might have. But if you're talking about a first, second, I need third, third, uh, third and four. He's three, a third high 4-5 guy, right. low 4-6. But it's not – I'd said that the comp for me of people that Rodney. you'll know – you say Rodney. You say Samaje probably, right? I say Samaje. I think he's a mix. 
He would have to be because nobody's as big as Samaj yeah, P. Ryan. But, yeah, but I feel like Rodney. I'm can, with you on that. Again. Rodney yeah. can still run away from you, and I, and I've true. seen enough tape to see Seth McGowan get caught from behind. Right now, maybe that's something you can change a bit with his gait. Freshman Samaj could run by by people, not sophomore and junior Samaj. Well, and that's kind of the thing. Seth McGowan's not going to get any smaller. That's true. Right. That's the that's other true. part of this. Like he's already pushing 210, yep. and Rodney was playing at like 219, 220. I mean, yep. he was basically built like Adrian Peterson is built today. Also was able to keep his speed. He's but, a freak. But that's the thing, right? So now you're talking about Seth McGowan being possibly in the boat with Jace McClellan, and you have two quote-unquote power backs, right? Yeah. The way I come at this. But they both can – don't – and I'm not – I did interrupt, but I'm not trying to interrupt here. The – don't get it misconstrued, people, that neither one of those dudes can line up in the slot and go because their well, hands are good. Okay, so, like, I, I understand that, and, yeah. I, and that's a great point to point out. But if I had an opportunity to go get a guy that can absolutely bust down in the 4-4s and knows how to run between the tackles, would I want to go get another guy to compliment Jason McClellan? That's fair or one. would I want to get two power backs in the same class? And we're still operating under the assumption that Oklahoma's looking to take two running backs and not three. Otherwise, that conversation kind of gets... Three. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. you know, stranger things have happened. Unless it's... And we're, yeah. plotting, and we're trotting out a hypothetical. Yeah, that's, you would that's have to I'm take doing. Milton and Tyree if they want to. But outside of that, no, you're not going to take Well, I mean, if you if Milton and Tyree came to your door... Yeah, you would have to take them. Like, right. You'd be stupid not to. Well, And that's, that's the point with those two. But I am saying that if you found a dude that on tape... Is like a Braden Willis, just yeah. a guy that you love, and you don't understand why nobody else has given this kid a high major offer that has absolute long speed. I gotta believe you would want to have that kind of guy in your class, if at all possible. So, just to say that I know that there's somebody out there that thinks that, hey, we got a guy like Jace McClellan. Why do we need a guy who's more or less the same kind of runner in the same class? And you would say Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Run, right. Uh, Trey Sermon, Rodney Anderson. It's work. It works for Oklahoma. Right. And that's why they keep doing it. So moving away from those guys, I wrote a piece earlier today about three quarterback prospects that I think mm-hmm. would fit evals for what Lincoln Riley looks for in a quarterback yep. and have the championship pedigree, let's call it that, the guys that play for state titles. And three dudes came to the top of the list. All three are classified as dual-threat quarterbacks according right. to 247 composite. One of those guys is Brock Purdy's brother. Brock Purdy is the starting quarterback at Iowa State. Chuba Purdy, who's an all-namer already, six foot two, one ninety six, can absolutely run away from you. Makes plays. Yeah, two Chubas in a in the in, in the, the Big Twelve and in, in, in the Sooner State, right? The other guy was Chandler Morris, who is the son of Chad Morris. So you got to figure that that guy's going to go to Arkansas one way or another. But <laughs> but does Lincoln Riley not have Moxie in that he offered yeah. Chad Morris's kid? And the reason he did that is you pass for over 4,000 yards. You have 66 touchdowns in a season. You lead Highland Park to a third straight state title. Yeah, I'm probably going to give you a hard look, give you an offer. Right. But the guy that it still baffles my mind that he hasn't gone to take a look at is Haynes King yep. out of Longview, Texas. Stupid fast. He was one of the fastest guys at the opening regional. Dropped 4.5 in the 40. Dropped 4.08 in the shuttle. 26-1 as a starter, 16-0 last year, 3,000-yard passer, average 8.6 yards per rush. What am I missing here? You're not missing anything. Okay. So, okay. 
he has a lot of really good offers. Um, he is a guy that, look, Oklahoma's been by the seam numerous times. I mean, Haynes is – I watched him at the opening, and I watched him run a 4-5, and I watched him have some stupid powerball number, and I watched his broad jump be stupid. I watched everything about this kid put up ridiculous numbers, and I, I, I don't know – why OU hasn't offered, but like we talked on the phone, there's something OU not going after anybody. There's something we don't know. There's something we all do not know right. that is going right. on right. because they have to have another quarterback, and they know that, but they must feel good about something. And I'm not talking about the guys that are going to be on campus. I'm not talking about Spencer Rattler. I'm not talking about Tanner Mordecai. I'm saying that there's something going on Maybe in the 2020 class that we don't know about. Maybe a grad transfer, though I don't know that that's going to happen again. Maybe, and like I posed that to you, well, let's, let's the pivot. Jalen Hurts thing I but, posed to you last but, night, which is so outlandish, but, 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 but it could happen because but, Jalen Hurts being at Oklahoma is outlandish. Let's, let's pivot to that. Let's pivot that. Let's pivot that. I put out a poll on the Twitters. Okay. Follow me on the Twitters at RJ underscore Young. Follow my man Brandon at BrandonDrum247. Pretty simple. <laughs> but, but, I asked the Twitters, all 14,000 of y'all, do you think that Oklahoma needs a 2020 quarterback in the class? To which... Did they say no? Like, more than 50%! What? Yeah! And I was like, wait a second, okay, do I got it. understand depth? I, I, look, okay, we're not going to... We're, I'm, I love dunking on people. You know I'm here to dunk on people. You know so, that's what so I do. What, but the, but the fans that did that, what what if? No no no. Let me let me trot this out because I had them talk to me. Okay. I had them talk to me. Okay. One is Spencer Rattler is a can't miss prospect, and one nobody wants to follow him, and is he two made of armor, and two that dude is just gonna have the reins in 2020. To which I also say, Red Bomar was a can't-miss prospect. He was the number four recruit, I believe, in Adrian Peterson's 2004 They're class. In the same class. They're number right. one, number two player in the country. Right. So there's that. So that one's not. That's a wash. The other one that's trotted out to me is the transfer portal because Lincoln Riley's last three quarterbacks, and yes, I'm counting Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback at Oklahoma 2019 because, well, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> so yeah, Kyler Murray, you had Baker Mayfield, you had Jalen Hurts transfers. So proven that. Lincoln, just go get a transfer quarterback. Without people forgetting that the transfer portal works both ways, and they're just as likely to leave as they are to stay. Tanner Mordecai, Spencer Rattler, they can go, right? So now you basically have three scholarship quarterbacks when you really want four, always. You always want four. And the last thing that they tried out to me is, you know, it's Lincoln Riley, which is not really an answer. But I think that is to the point of them saying, He'll turn a running back into a quarterback if he has to, and that guy will be a Heisman candidate because Lincoln Riley some quarter quarterback whisper. I wonder sometimes, and yes, I'm doing that thing, about who checks the math of Lincoln Riley because we, we know about one offer that's out there that's uncommitted. Chandler Morris. Mm -hmm. Chad Morris's kid. Can't really depend on that. Right. We know that the dude that he wanted is Bryce Young. He's been committed to USC for oh, nearly a year. Well, it's still there. It's there on paper, so we got to honor it. We got to honor it, right? I mean, he sat there through a five and seven season in offensive staff turmoil. Okay, so we're just gonna we're gonna do that. Okay. Now, 
Let's let's leave your Jalen Hurts take aside for a second. Yeah, my outlandish. One. Let's let's leave it that is outlandish. But let, let's and I don't believe it. But let's yeah. let's leave yeah. that aside. Still could happen. What is Lincoln gonna do? Like that's the question that I want answered. Because I would figure that you would want to pursue somebody that you know is gonna you can lock up by August because you still don't have a quote unquote leader in the class. You have some guys that feel like they could be those guys. Ryan Watts, for instance. But quarterbacks are used to doing that, and why was one of the reasons I think this 2019 class came together in the way that it did is because Spencer was way out in front. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. So, what are we waiting on? Like, what are we doing? I don't, like I said, we had that conversation last right, night. Right, we did. We did, at length. And it was one of those deals where I talked to some people and was told when it happens, you'll understand why OU isn't fretting over all this. And my head is just spinning because I don't know what they meant, but the person that I, I mean, they know what they're talking about. So yeah, I mean. you, you told me not to fret over the the defense coordinator to start twenty eighteen season either. No. I did. No, not you. They, they, oh, they, like, they, hey, hey. they. No, no, they. I've been questioning that. No, no, no they, they. Okay, so I had a segment that I wanted to do called "Fix the Defense." Right. No. Fix the defense. That'd be OU's defense, right? Because we all can assume that offense is going to hum because the offense is, has hummed. Okay, we're just going to go with that. What is the one thing on this 2019 defense, you look at Alex Grinch square in the eye and you do one of these, and you say, fix this. Fix it today. Um, The pass rush. Hmm. Be, be specific. Well, I mean, look, I, they need a guy on the edge that can get after it. Uh, Mark Jackson gave it a whirl last year. Look, losing Addison Gums was the worst thing to happen last year to the University of Oklahoma. Hmm. He, There's a take. He was uh, – people had high hopes for him, and he was doing really well. And everybody that I talked to – that had seen practice and seen the way he had he went about his business said the guy had he was fast he was long he was technically sound obviously he's a coach's son mm. um he he understood the game and there was a reason why he was ranked so high coming out of high school and the reason why the defensive staff that isn't there anymore was high on him right so they need somebody to come in and be a game changer off the edge because they had that with Oboe and they had that with Stryker. And when they needed something to happen, somehow, some way, 31 and 19 made it happen, whether it was cause a interception with a batted ball or a, or a fumble from behind or something. They did that all the time. And, yeah, OU gave up yards, but they made the big plays when they needed to have happen, and they didn't have that last year. And it killed Oklahoma. They need a guy like a Jalen Redmond to come in and really change everything up. They need a Ronnie Perkins to really live up to that hype that he has. And I think he's going to. But I don't know that he's going to be your stand-up rushbacker because I think he's going to be your, you know, 7-5 tech guy with his hand in the dirt. So they need that. And if they can have that, it's amazing how much your pass defense better it looks. When you have a pass rush. No, and that makes 
It's a great point. If you can win up front, you can get push, you can disrupt what the quarterback's doing, you're going to be a better defense. My thing is the friggin' secondary. Yeah, well, that was a given. Yeah, I I don't care that it's a given. I don't care it's a given. You are a safeties coach. That is your bread and butter. You played safety at Mount Union. The safety play last year was not good. You also had dudes playing out of position like Buki, right, who I still think Mm -hmm. is a corner is going to be playing nickel, and that's another argument altogether. But Khalil Houghton, gone. Robert Barnes, nobody's seen him. Maybe he'll play. Maybe he won't. Delarian Turner Yell, apparently he's a hammer, but I don't need an eighth man in the box. I need a free safety, and I need two corners, and I need a nickel. He's a hammer that takes flat angles. I playing safety. <laughs> fix the D, fix the defensive secondary. Fix it. Yeah. Parnell Motley has the goods to be a player. Make him a player. Mm-hmm. Okay? Make Trey Brown a player. Give these guys the opportunities. To not just succeed at Oklahoma, but be talked about as guys that are taken in the first three rounds of the NFL draft. That's fair. I want that. Mm-hmm. And you got guys like Woody Washington coming in. You got guys like Jaden Davis coming in. And you feel good about the safety depth along with Jeremiah Cradell. Yeah. Right? He fits what they want. Right. Perfectly, yeah. So, fix it. Yeah. No more giving up this 300-yard passing BS. I'm tired of it. I get that we play in the Big 12, but I also saw Gary Patterson's 425. Go to work on people and be a top 30 total defensive team. He put the first two Big 12 players. Yeah, I was going to say he had first defensive. rounders on defense, yeah. LJ Collier mm-hmm. went ahead of Ben Banigou. Now, Banigou we all knew was a player, but LJ Collier came out of nowhere in West Texas. Yep. Okay? So if you can get that out of TCU, you doggone well better be able to get that. Gary Peak and Eval, man, that dude. Woof. And he develops. That he typed Ty Summers out of playing quarterback at Rice into playing defensive end and linebacker at TCU speaks. Now he's making some change. He just can't evaluate quarterbacks. That's true. He can't can't evaluate quarterbacks to save his life. Very true. So he's decided to do what I would do, which is recruit all of them. (laughs) Just bring them all in. (laughs) Matthew Baldwin, come on down. He has a good – he has a person that should be able to – so what I'm told about the TCU thing is like Gary Patterson and – I love Gary, and a lot of people don't, but I really like Gary. I like Gary. Um, so, um, he has a certain type of quarterback he wants, and Cumbie has a certain type of quarterback he wants. Cumbie can eval. He can develop because we've seen him do it. Right. But getting the right person on campus has been the problem the past three, four years. So, I mean, it's – Yeah, and then you got Sean Robinson alleging abuse, which is not a good look for you, especially as you had two – Arresting incidents, alleged right. incidents, one very, very bad, the other very, very bad. Two players on your defense, Cavante Turpin, or defense, offense, Cavante Turpin, yeah. right? The TCU got a transfer quarterback, didn't they, from Ohio State? Oh, Matthew Baldwin, yeah. right? I think that's a Cumbie get. That's a good get. No, it's a great get yeah. coming out of Lake Travis, yep. right? Duke could absolutely play. Play behind Charlie Brewer, mm-hmm. who was still kind of red that he never yep. got the offer from Texas. It's like, hey, we don't run that kind of offense anymore. I'm sorry. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Lake Travis is putting out players. Oh, yeah. You know, Baker, Merrifield. All right, so. Right, exactly. The six so savage. Anyway, (laughs) so one of the things that I also want to talk about since I got you here, I'm a Game of Thrones geek. You're a Game of Thrones geek. I know there are a bunch of y'all checking out, but I don't care. 
I I think the season was trash, but I did like the finale. I liked the last episode. I thought that it went the way that it could go. I said that anybody that wanted to sit on the Iron Throne should not sit on the Iron Throne. And anybody that you want to sit on the Iron Throne does not want to sit on the Iron Throne ain't going to be any good at it. So that both of those disqualified both Daenerys and Jon Snow. But Jon Snow didn't want to. That's what I'm saying. And, and you don't make anybody do a job they don't want to do. But That's they bad. Did. They made Bran. No, he didn't. He, Bran is not a person. Bran is a three-eyed raven. That, and he also knew that he was here just to do that. He said, why do you think I traveled all this way? I know, man. That was like... It, I, we talked about this. We had a, okay. People don't know this. We had a pod that was lost to the world, to the, the universe last week, and Could, it had there was an epic back and forth <laughs> between. Is there a tornado sirens going off? Yeah, they've been going. That's just like the second time that tornado sirens have gone off. Oh, my wife is gonna kill me. Um. Anyways, please, please, pl- Amy, please don't kill him. We're doing a podcast. And she hasn't texted me, so that's good. Anyways, um, <laughs> so, um. Yeah, there, it was epic, and we discussed how I thought Bran was going to be the person to do it just because I've read the spoilers and uh, all that bull crap, and I still, but I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to believe it. I thought at the end they had to somehow make Jon Snow do it, but, man, I felt awful for Drogon when he came up there. How are you going to feel awful for a dragon? Because he was hurting because his mama died. I hate dragons. Yeah, but that dragon was awesome. Forget dragons. But Forget he didn't them all. Kill, he didn't kill John because she supposedly supposedly warged into uh, Drogon at that point, and that's why he burned the Iron Throne. Wait, you told tell me that Daenerys' soul entered Drogon's that's, soul? That's what they talked about. Remember who was they? Viserion talked about them. Don't want v- Viserion is a dragon, but so was Viserion was a brother. Oh, my fault. I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, but he you're was right. a dragon. Right, right, you're right. But he talked about being yeah. all the war. Laurel's yelling at the chat right yeah. now going, yeah, that was her older brother. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I know, was... baby. I know. We talked about it. Yeah, so that, he talked about being the dragon, being the warg. You don't want to wake them. You don't want to turn me, because they, they talked about being able to do it. Back in the day, they were able to turn into the dragon. So why are you going to pick up your own body? Because she had, I don't know at that point, but... Also, how you pick up the body he with talents. He didn't, but he didn't kill Jon Snow because he was Targaryen, for one. Because dragons don't kill Targaryens. That's why he turned in. But he knew... Now, that, that, that does make a lot of sense. And that's the first thing that I've heard post-episode that makes any sense at all to me. So, thank you for that. Yeah, so... Because I was like, why didn't she just... What? what? Because it, but it also yeah, because right. Danny supposedly warged into Drogon. That's why he turned and nah, burned I, the Iron I, Throne. I, I think the whole I'm bit. I'm telling about, you. I'm t- I think the whole bit about Dude, not I'm gonna burning time. Passing rampage like last last week. It's children watching. It's ch- it's, it's, it's children, and, gonna, and I don't have a bleep button. I'm not gonna cuss. There's people. no there's no dump button over here. Mother, what is it? Melon farmer. Me- melon farmer. Oh my. Size of me, Mitch. Popsicle wrench. That's my no, dad. No, the there was on, it was no, on a uh, uh, Die Hard. Melon farmer. No. Yippee ki yay, melon farmer. Oh, God. All right. So that's one. That's one. Are we? No, we're not. Okay, we're good. The other one that I wanted to bring to your attention. Uh, So, is it just me? Or did they send Grey Worm and the posse out to, what is it, Noth? Yeah. And they just gonna do what? That's where they, they she said he was gonna. Protect, no, 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 no. Protect. But they, they they ain't got the equipment to. They ain't got the to protect, to protect her people. But 
That's what they talked about earlier in uh, episode five. Okay. She goes, he goes, well, our, she said our people are a peaceful people. And he said, oh, I'm getting, are, I'm getting caught gonna, up with Davos gonna, saying to have your own bannermen in your own house and whatnot. Yeah, that, like, that part. And I was is, like, yo, they can't said really. That, I was like, they dude, can't, they're just going to go to waste. They can't, yeah, they can't, they can't, they can't do nothing. Like, yeah. It, that, the equipment's gone. Hey, man. hey, hey, you can adopt at any time. There's plenty. Do of, they have adoption agencies and a? You know what? All the dudes that they was gonna send in the Night's Watch, you could have just sent them to Grey Worm. Y'all you know I mean? And we can have our only. Uh, we can have our that, own Annie. That what you just said you makes know? me angry. The Jon Snow bit pissed me off. Why? Him going back to the Night's Watch. I get it. He had to meet back up with Ghost and Torment. I get it. But man, the dude saved so many people's lives. He he. Okay, in in the process of killing the queen, regicide. Look, I get it. That's tech, they, like they murder people for that. Right, but. He did it. Also, that's your girl. It's your auntie, but it's your girl. Yeah, but he did you it. You knifed it through the heart. And he said, you will always be my queen. Um, I know nobody saw it, but look, he, no, wasn't, I, he wasn't doing it to be treasonous. He was doing it to save people's lives. I mean, Look, we're going to debate on this. I still don't like how they did that. One man's, I felt like he could have gone back up and at least been... One man's traitor is another man's freedom fighter. Maybe been the hand of the queen at... It, uh, Winterfell. History teaches that nobody thinks that they're treasonous. They all think that they're just inciting revolution and they're doing That's it true. for the better good. So, That's like, true. we have laws. John Wick was three, there really we have laws. Was there really laws at that point in time? She literally burned. Yeah, the, the law is you stick her through the heart, we kill you. She she just killed. She's also the queen. She is the law. She wasn't the queen at the time. Uh, they all what she did was treasonous. They, they all recognized her as queen. Otherwise, to because no, not, would have burnt no her. because look when everybody got to that little that 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 semicircle that they formed that's kumbaya that they formed yeah and the they said pit. I'm here for 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 my queen and he killed her because you had Yara out there talking about I went to I serve her knee. yeah I've been the need for Daenerys yeah. right and everybody else is like well Daenerys ain't here and, and you know and, and the other bit that I got was the bits of humor were lost on everybody oh no like like old dudes standing up talking about. I'm a war hero. Sansa, like, sit down, Unc. Oh, yeah, because he wasn't, because he's the biggest pansy in the world. I loved it. Also, yo, Moondor boy looking fly. Oh, I showed my wife that picture. Moondoy, no, Moondoy said, boy looking, right? I was I know, like, man. He went okay. from He went from a 10-year-old sucking on the boobies to being a, yeah, I said you, it. You can't make a, just, just make a mother's milk joke. Sucking on the, the, the I don't know what the, what do you want, udders? Well, you don't even have to go with sucking. Oh, well, whatever. He was doing things that you don't do past the age of two, unless you're some people I know. Uh, okay, three. It's three. I've, I've, How about three? I've seen it out in the wild. I've seen, I've seen a. I've seen them have their walking I know legs. somebody that has a six-year-old that's still doing it. Six-year-old? Wow. I kid you not. In, First grade. Uh, hey, man, look. I don't. Have anything to do with these I mean, people? If but you're, I, if you're I a know gangster, them. you get it how you live. I mean, you know what? I mean, okay. you call that gangster being out when you got somebody. It's like on a Grown Ups too. Well, she's what seventy two months this old. This is going off the rails. She's seventy two uh, months old. So, <laughs> so now that this show is over, prequels. Stop that! Just give me West of Westeros. They they denied it. They said they're not going to do it with Arya yesterday. I did. I didn't want. Look, these are the same dudes that wanted to plot out a. a a show that had the Confederates winning the Civil War. They'll do anything. They they said they weren't going to go through with it. Though. Yeah, okay. I saw David Benoff's working. David Benoff wrote Gemini. 
Yeah. That movie's they're doing suck. they're doing things, but it's not yeah. Like, I mean, there's be, so many things you can do with other like Jon Snow could have his own spinoff. What does he become the Night King? Like nah, another version I'm of the not, Night King? I'm not going watch. I'm not going watch him with the free folk with no egret. Why? You know nothing, Jon. Yeah, Snow. for what? Why would I do that? He can bring his wife back. They're married in real life, people. I mean, I think most people know that. Nah, probably not. You know who ain't married in real life? Him and Amelia Clark. That chemistry is garbage. It was awful. I hate that. Also, I knew that Houston was going to lose the series because she showed up on their sideline. That was pretty awesome, though, standing ovation she got. That shows you just how big that, that show is. I hate dragons. Man, you're crazy. I dragons hate dragons. Are awesome. No, dra dragons ruin a story. They ruin every story. I didn't play Dungeons and Dragons when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah, I play it now as an adult. You want to talk noise? I don't talk noise. No, did you? Hey. Sign says, may yell at video games. Nerd paradise. We can get out the 12-sided die anytime you want. <laughs> I am here to defend the peoples of the Dungeons and the Dragons I'm and the Pikachus you. and the Yu-Gi-Ohs and the DBZs. I'm not that far in-depth, but I'm, I'm a big video game person. Look, look, look. All I'm saying is most Dungeons and Dragons folks love dragons. Most but you don't. Folks, most folks love dragons. I know, right? I'm not here for the dragons. Every Don't drop an F-16 into my story with, with swords. Look, but, they, but they, they, they were in there already because Targaryens have always had them. I've always had them. I don't, I don't care. If you, it was it, part of the mythical and the magical. More Euron Greyjoy dragon slayings. Euron Greyjoy got the body of a dragon and the body of Jaime Lannister. Euron Greyjoy winning. Euron Greyjoy, man. That guy was right about that dude in the Book of Brothers. He got the W's. Did you like how they killed off Jamie and Cersei, or were you... No, nah, I didn't like that at all. Both. But did you get the, did you get the uh, symbolism of the womb? Like, they were still... They came into the world again, and they went out together? Oh, you mean that sledgehammer symbolism that they used in the finale? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Him in, nestled in her bosom as they... go. Nah, I'm... I'm look, the problem with folks who write pulp... The problem, problem with the folks that write fantasy is that they do not have the literary chops to do scaffolding. That's why this truncated season sucked yeah. from a plot standpoint. All right? George Go read you some literature before you start to try to inject your scarlet letter sledgehammer. You put an A on the woman, Nathaniel Hawthorne, because you trash. Because yeah. you don't know how to do this subtly. So, yeah, I got the symbolism. You can't miss it is my point. And I keep going. Oh, yeah. Let me make sure that everybody knows what's going on here by having the dragon burn down the Iron Throne. I'm not here for that. I'm really not. It's another reason why I said dragons just mess up the entire universe. Because now you got a dragon that's got to be hungry and got to be mad. Who ain't going to eat nobody. Now, I get the Targaryen bit. That makes sense. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Thanks. But anybody else should have been flame broiled and eaten alive. Also... We just flew off, man. Is it a dog? dog? Is it a horse? What is it? What? Dragon and how it moves and operates. Because y'all like giving a, these things, y'all like personifying these things in a real a way. Dinosaur. It's like a it's like a pterodactyl and a dinosaur. You see like a pterodactyl's with brain a, with a well. I mean, that thing's smart. You see the size of Drogon's head, and it it's only ten years old, so it's gonna be. Yeah, large. I seen like, that five head that dragon the, got. Uh, Aegon the Conqueror's dragon was like a hundred years old. And that thing was massive. Like it was, they said, the wingspan covered all of 
Dude, we're so such big nerds. Uh, like the more I listen to myself talk, <laughs> I'm sorry, people. I'm not. Um, I am not. So, I'm here for the geekdom. They said it covered all of uh, King's Landing, just like one wing would. Like it was that crazy. That's too big. That's a massive. How do you bring that down? Dragon. Scorpions, apparently. Scorpion arrows, but that would have to be. Yeah, that's uh, right. One that that uh, what's his face? Uh, also, we we talked about this a bit, but. What was the Night King for? And who was the Night King? He had to be a Targaryen for one, right? Or I, Stark. He had to be you, one of the two. Right? I, I, I don't know. Right? The, 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 I don't, nah, because Starks didn't ride the dragons. So it had to be a... Because he kept leaving the symbolism of the, 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 the Targaryen symbol. Yeah, but he also, was, he also brought a dragon. Like, he, he had a yeah, dragon. Yeah, so he was Targaryen. He yeah, was obviously Targaryen. Yeah, so. but th- th- that's kind of my point, though. Like, that's a whole plot point. Like, that's a they massive... Because yeah. they don't know how but to do was, this. But because it, it wasn't in Because they don't the know book. how to do this. But it wasn't in the book. I, like I said, they don't know how to do this. Yeah. Like I said, if you, if you wrote so books... George R. R. Martin made, helped them make the Night King. Right. From the Night's King, which is completely You took a different. year off. Why don't you just take enough time off until Homeboy is done writing his books? Because his source material is way better than anything you're putting together. You're just not True. that good. It's true. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a pro at this. I, I love... I did. I loved... I didn't love the last season. I didn't hate it. I was kind of down the middle with it. Like, it had its point. It had its moments that made sense. And then it had its moments that didn't. People that are mad about Danny getting... Going crazy... They didn't watch the whole show then because she was a ticking time bomb all the way up to that point. I think the people that are mad wanted to be disproved. The, the people that are mad wanted to see the world rise behind a noble, fire-breathing woman. woman. Yeah. Problem with that is they put a woman on the throne, so that argument goes, Yep. right? And I get that, right? Because we see ourselves in these shows. That's what makes characters worthwhile that's what makes the stories worthwhile yeah you, you identify with somebody some there and there's like i would say my joke is try to tell in any woman that you know that any one of those dragons is not her dragon yeah because most 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 women that i've spoken with identify with danny targaryen yeah. in her entire arc and Tyrion did a really good job like they were doing their storytelling through Tyrion of saying look if all this stuff happened to you how are we going to dissuade you that you are not destined to do this to which I would say, yeah, that's that's the flaw. The mm-hmm. flaw is the flaw is she was too perfect for it. Nope. The flaw is they're not millennials and they're not self-aware. Oh my god. <laughs> that's the flaw. Because you if you are self-aware, you have people around to check your math and check your balances. And this is how I get back to OU football. Thank you. Lincoln <laughs> Riley is a millennial. He is. People don't want to acknowledge idea. that. And because Lincoln Riley is a millennial. He could look at Baker Mayfield and say, nah, I don't see cocky. I see a dude with a lot to prove, and I see a dude that's going to light his own fire, and I'm going to point that fire in the right direction. I'm going to give it the tools to grow, and we're going to scorch the earth. One of the things that I find that is most fascinating about that dude, and one of the reasons that I'm also fascinated by the quarterback process, is those two things seem to be in conflict now. Because a man who had to be terribly self-aware when he took the job, Mm -hmm. because despite what has been said, we all know that the man was 33. Young. And the head coach of not just any program, mm-hmm. but the program, and yeah. following one of the coaches, and oh, was yeah. hand selected by the, the coach. coach. So, knowing all of that, you also know 
that you're keeping the entire staff and you brought on one guy that you know and love and trust, right, as a confidant right. to help you remain self-aware. Hey, Lincoln, this is a blind spot. You wouldn't know this because you haven't done this before, but I need you to hear me, and he would listen to Ruffin. So if no other reason, you want Ruffin to stay around for as long as Ruffin stays around because you have somebody over there that Lincoln Riley can talk to, and somebody can talk to Lincoln Riley, which is more important. I don't know that he stays around any longer than this year, but I think if you're Lincoln Riley, you bring somebody in that from the ilk. Uh, to come in and help him. And you would need that to. That he would trust. Right. You would need to have somebody that knew him when he was still. Right. right. And that's, that that is. I'm, he has that with I'm, Dennis Simmons and, I, and Beat and Right. But they also are in the capacity right. of They're having worked. They're also around worked. his age too. Right. They, yeah. He's not been directly working for them. Right. Right. And, and, and he was not handpicked by them to do a job he always wanted to do yeah, and so to do it in the in way that he it? wanted to do it. That's a good question, right? Because who would? And that's what I fear for Lincoln as he continues to grow and as he continues to coach. And I know this is not sexy college but does, football but talk. He, but does he? But, but does it's there, pertinent. It is, but does there come a point where he relies too much on him for you know answers instead of I don't think he relies on him for answers at all but I mean yeah but lean on him for guidance a little bit on how to handle certain situations not answers but to kind of push him and how hey this is how I did it whenever I this situation happened with me now you have in this situation it's a little different maybe we can handle a little different maybe I regret doing it that way Maybe this way would be better. Kind of that kind of deal. Like, but but walk that out for just a second. Just walk that out. We have people in our lives right now at this yeah. very moment. Parents. Some of us. Yeah. Some of us are fortunate enough to have parents, mm-hmm. right? That that's not true for everybody. That's true. That's why I say people. But let's assume for for the sake of argument, it's our parents. Mm-hmm. You'll ask that person, "Hey, I'm about to do this really big thing." This is how I thought through it. This is my plan. This is how I think it looks. What did I miss, if anything? And they might say nothing. They might say this or that. They might say, it's your decision. I'm not going to help you with that. But just having that person to walk up to and present a plan to is worth everything. I I use the phrase worth its weight in gold too often. But what happens when all those people go away? And this is what I get back to and how Lincoln Riley is, is my Danny Targaryen. What happens when all those people around you, and it won't happen to Lincoln, or at least uh, we pray that it won't happen to Lincoln because that would mean OU football and everything else has gone very badly. But what happens if you can't trust anybody in the room when you believe that everybody in the room has themselves put before them, put for you, and more importantly, themselves put before anybody else? You had that guy in, in Varys in Game of Thrones. Yeah. He tried to do something about it. She flayed him for it. Lincoln has that power, you know? So if you came to Lincoln Riley and you said, Lincoln, offer this kid, and that was met with derision, you have just cut yourself off. Yeah. So why would you even do that, especially when you know what that man does with quarterbacks? When you say, let me just walk this out. Let me just let this slide. Let me let this go. And I think that's what's being done because we're nowhere close to early signing day and we're nowhere close to national signing day. Mm -hmm. So there, there are other factors, I'm sure of it, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. But I think it is important to remember that 
Lincoln Riley is again a millennial. He is a young cat. Sean McVay is a millennial. Millennial. He is a young cat. Cliff Kingsbury, I think, is barely a millennial. Yeah. And a young cat. But you don't get to those positions by not having people you can call. Even Tom Brady. For him, it was his dad. Another millennial. Um, Cincinnati Bengal. Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, yeah. Head coach for yeah. Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, we, you know, this, this stuff happens. It happened yeah. with the Boomers. It happened with the Xers. Now it's happening with us. We will inherit your earth, and that's just the way that it is. And just like the kids kid, behind. Yeah, right. We'll the Baker Mayfields of the world. Yep. Gen Y. They're going to inherit the world. Some of them are going to be way ahead of others. Some are going to come up later, right? Yeah. Whole different group of millennials are going to present themselves when it's time to vote for who's going to be president in 2032. Yep. Right? But I say all that to say, keep an eye on who's doing what and why. Always ask the relevant questions of not just what, but why. I mean, you, you've heard Christian Kirchley be very... Be very fortune teller or fortune cookie about what's your why, and I hate, I hate that question. I when people say what is your why, yeah, I'm but like, I'll, dime store dime, fortune teller willism, I'm just not here for it. Yeah, you know, like I read. You know, if it can be fit into a box or into a phrase, you need to unpack that phrase. Otherwise, right. that phrase does not mean much. As to do with phrases tattooed on his body, CV's pocket parabellum means something different to me. It's also going to be widely used because it's in John Wick 3 now. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the money <laughs> quote. It was on my letter jacket way back in 2006, but whatever, right? Mola Labe on my, on my forearms means something different. My point in all of this is you need to be asking why did he do that thing, not what did he do? Because if we continue to ask what did he do, we're going to miss the why yeah. completely. Yeah, and his the why Lincoln does anything is... If, or anybody if, for that yeah, matter, I but mean, yes, yeah, but, but we're talking about Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. I mean, with him, anything that he does is always so well thought out and done so tediously. The thunder, the the thunder. Uh, oh my Chesapeake gosh, Arena yes. for I mean, he turned a problem Drew, into yeah, uh, a really great opportunity. Drew Hill and Annie Hansen just right. knocked out of the ballpark, and and that goes to show just the type of staff members he has now. Everybody, even now with Grinch, I mean, you see the way they're recruiting. They're very thorough in how they go about their offers. And, like, they're not throwing out offers. Like, they want a guy to be interested, number one. Number two, fit their I love that there's a method to what he's doing. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I love that there is a method. And usually that works. If there's a a reason behind and a method behind your reasoning, uh, you're going to actually You're going to be successful usually. So. I, I'm I, I think Oklahoma is going to be defensively a top fifty to seventy defense this year. I think they're gonna improve. And that that's that's improvement compared to one twenty nine. Yeah, well, I mean, okay. Cool. And if you have the offense, you're gonna be good. You, and you have a chance to win a lot of games in the title doing that. Because in the big top, twelve not with if a you're top, top fifty in the big twelve, you're probably gonna be top thirty ish in another conference. But tell it to TCU. Who manages to be top twenty-five year in but they and have year no out? Offense. Well, that's kind of my point, though. But you're saying gonna have an offense. Yeah, but you're saying in the Big Twelve. You're saying in the Big Twelve. I'm saying if they if they improved. The what league 15. is TCU in? Why is Bill Belichick picking John Heacock's brain about stopping air raids? The dude that just won the Super Bowl, the best head coach in all of football forever and ever. Amen. Is going to Iowa State. Yeah. To pick out who's doing what 
And the best defense in the Big 12 is at Texas Christian, which was yeah. in the Mountain West like 10 years ago yeah. and was competing for college football playoff spots with a defense and had half a quarterback at Trayvon Boykin. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're going to compete for a national championship with a top 50, top 70 defense. It needs to be— No! Hmm. No, it needs to be elite. If you're putting up 50 points a game? It needs to be elite. Because we have data to show this. The only team... But how can you be elite? The only team to win a national championship outside of the top 25 in defense is Auburn. And they were like 27th, right. and they had quite literally the best quarterback we'd seen to the date. Okay, can I... Can, let, here's, my, here's my rebuttal to that. Oklahoma is proven when they go up against all these other programs that are elite defenses. Except Clemson and Alabama. They put up... And Georgia. They put up... A, dude, they put up 50 points. They can't Georgia. stop nobody. But that, but I'm saying if they do have a top... They were top 70 when they played Georgia. They were top 70 that year? I and they, they were... were and I they, thought they were like 86. And they were... Hey, man, that's a difference. That That's six points right there. That's six points. Okay, tell me what happened 2015 against Clemson. Tell me, tell me, tell me then. What happened? 2015, they had a top defense. They had elite defense. And then what happened? They had no offense. No, no, I'm thinking 2014. They had a top 25 defense when they played Clemson in 2015. They had they had a top 30 defense in 2015. Top 25? I think it was around like 28. I'm gonna have like to. I'm gonna, it's something I'm, like that between 28 and 38. I know somebody's something gonna fact like check this on the replay. Yeah, it's but, 28 and 38. But but point that I'm making here is. 50 to 70 ain't going to win you no national championship. 50 to 70 will get you right back where you were. Which they is weren't as good playoff. offensively as they are now. Yes, and that's kind of the point. That's the point. That's the point. I don't get the point, though. Like, I'm saying that if Oklahoma can still score at the manner that they're scoring, but can stop people just a couple more times, you're going to win more not games. People. We're not people. Not, 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 not Dude, people. Not people. They're not going to give up 28 points with – I don't know, man. I just feel like they're going to be that much better on defense that – they're going to give. They're going to be a way better, way better contender. I agree this year. that they're going to be a way better. If they their defense. offense, if their offense is anywhere close, I if they're anywhere close, let me finish. If they're anywhere close, they're going to be able to compete better than they did last year. I do not agree that a better defense beats Alabama, Clemson. Or Georgia, or for that matter, Ohio State. You don't think a better defense beats Georgia that they went double overtime with? No! I don't! You squib kick the ball! That's a fundamental error in your momentum. But that's not what we're, we're not even talking but about. But I'm also, that. and that's kind of the other point, right? Because the, the top 50 defense, what are we talking about? We're talking about a different scheme? We're talking about different players? We're just talking about stats. We're talking about stats. All right. I don't think that that team wins. I don't. I don't think that team beats Georgia if they're better statistically. Okay. Because the way that they fell apart. Well, they they fell apart because of the special team. No, they fell apart because they were getting ran over by Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb. Right, but the special team, they were up. They They ran. They got. They had all the momentum. That squid kick changed everything. You didn't stop the run. They were up by 17, 21. They were up by 24 at that point. And you couldn't stop the run. You could not stop Sonny Michelle and Nick from running you over. At that point, they were, though. They were. They in the were. first half. That's what yes, I'm talking Yes, in the about. first half. Squib kick happened in the first but half. But you make adjustments in the second half, and you got ran oh, through. They, 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 they Statistically, the it ain't going to matter. Look, screwed the pooch. look, I'm giving somebody PTSD with the, the Rose Bowl conversation. Future, future casting. I'm just saying. 
Statistically. I, I'm anxious to read these comments later on. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Statistically. <laughs> Statistically. We have data to show that you need to be inside the top 25 to win a national championship. We're not talking about making the college football playoff. We're not talking about winning a Big 12 title. We're not talking about getting to the national championship game. We're talking about winning. Right? And at Oklahoma... They're not going to be a top 25 defense right now. Well, then are we? Then are you ready to say they're not going to win a national championship? Okay. I don't want to... I. I I don't think they're no. I don't. I no. You have me on. You have me on YouTube live, saying that they're not gonna. I, no. I don't. I can't predict that, man. They would I be the first. They would be the first football team to buck that trend, right? They, it's gotta and be and so, It has so, to be bucked at some point. Well, but and but also to your point, you're saying that the offense is good enough at Oklahoma to be the first college football program to buck statistically the trend of you need to be. Let's include I'm, Auburn I'm and say top to thirty. Wait, that. If those programs that were elite moved over into the Big Twelve, they wouldn't be top. Yeah, well, the, the, that's if, what I'm saying. Though, if my if what what it was the phrase, if my yeah, mom yeah, was my yeah, uncle. Yeah, yeah, but you you understand what I'm saying. A and M was in this league, and they're still trying. Right, and so the, so like that's where I would say I would tell people A and M was in this league. All right, so and if you want to comp, to be just as bad. In the right, SEC. if you want to comp, there's your comp. A and M was in this league. It's not a comp. I'm saying like they still. They they had a really good run when they first got to the SEC because of the offense and people weren't right. used to right. the offense. Made Nick Saban change up. Yeah, and I'm saying that if they you have to go against something to that nature week in week out offensively, you're going to not look as good defensively. And Alabama and Clemson would not. They would have way more numbers put up on them. They wouldn't be a top 25 defense. And that's my point that they may be between a. 35 and 50, 50 and 60 defense at that point. I also feel but like... Do you see where I'm coming from? Yes, yeah, and, and I feel that's like... That's where we got mixed up here. But, but this argument, I feel like, is was, it's it's been totally, trying, it's, it's the whole reason why I say, give me a 16-team playoff. Just do it. Just just give it to me because we've been having these conference arguments yeah. for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, since the Big 8 was the Southwest Conference, was the Big 12. Right. We can just keep going at it. But... This has been a very special episode. Yeah, we're going to end this one. <laughs> of the Young and Drum Podcast. Uh, I know that we got started early, but we're also having tornadic activity over here. Brandon happened to be in town. I wanted to get us started, try to get him out of here. Amy, please do not hurt your husband. It is my fault. If you like the channel, please like and subscribe. All of the stuff that I normally say, if you do subscribe to OUinsider.com, thank you kindly. If you don't, why not? This man over here. It's like 12 posts every week, and it's all a big, fat recruiting dump. Yeah, I said it. Sometimes team notes, too. Source team notes, yeah. There you go, yeah. right? And even during the summer, yeah. which is, you're a madman. Thank you. Uh, so are you. Uh, you do a lot. Uh, we, 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 we have do, no we, we do a lot. We have no uh, No, no. It's like I talk to my girlfriend, you talk to your wife. It's like, no, I got to go do my job. And they're like, it's 1030. Well, you know what? Noah, uh, Nate Anderson committed. What do you want me to tell you? Yep, pretty much. Yeah, man. All right. I appreciate you, brother. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. All right. That's going to be it for us. That was it.